Classic Business with Michael Avery on FMR. Diversified industrial group CAP uh, said its half-year performance was weighed down by its polymers business Safri poll, as well as the high interest rate environment, uh, which continues that theme. We saw that from Supergroup and Motors yesterday. The JSE-listed group, uh, whose interest range from mattresses to chemicals, reported a 2% decline in top line to 15 billion rand at the interim stage, while operating profit fell 17% to 1.3 billion. I'm joined now by uh, CEO Gary Chaplin. Gary, uh, a tough interim period for you. Can you just uh, elaborate on the impact of, uh, firstly, the the chemicals uh, market and what we're seeing in that sector and and in polymers and interest rates through the group and your various operating division? Uh, Good day, Michael, and thanks for having me on your show. Yes, um, the two matters that you've um, raised there uh, had a fundamental impact on our results. Um, we, we actually had a lot of positive um, operational and earnings um, uh, matters in our results. Um, and, and they were largely overshadowed by a fall in, polymer cy- in the polymer cycle globally, um, which had a, had a major impact on Safrapol's margin and actually the margins for the group. Um, so so that, that is actually the single biggest impact on our results. And then also material impact was the, the rise in interest rates. So we've embarked on a number of significant projects, um, and as a result, we have got fairly elevated levels of debt currently, and with higher interest rates, obviously that had a direct impact on our earnings. But given that, uh, you did manage to achieve a meaningful improvement in your networking capital, resulting in a, a reduction in net interest-bearing debt, despite these increased uh, CapEx projects. How was that achieved? Yes, uh, Michael, that's uh, very important for us. Um, we had a, a very focused approach to managing our balance sheet through this period of elevated debt, with a significant focus on managing our working capital more effectively. So that resulted in uh, uh, working capital reducing by about 900 million from the previously reported period, um, which ultimately translated into uh, uh, lower debt levels. So yeah, increased focus um, and and really across the entire business from from operational management. And you did, um, you know, you've raised a three billion rand revolving credit facility just to give you some headroom. How does that contribute to your overall debt management strategy? So it's not really for headroom. It's really um, to refinance upcoming maturities. So obviously. Uh, with the debt levels uh, that we have, we refinance those on an interim basis. So instead of doing it through um, listed notes, in other words, in the bond market, we've chosen to do it on a revolving credit facility, which gives us the flexibility to pay off maturing debt as and when it matures, but also to allow us to de-gear from F25 onwards. So... The large projects that we've embarked on all come into operation during our second half of this financial year, which then become revenue and cash generative and allow us to then start to de-gear and pay back some of our debt. And having a revolving credit facility facilitates that de-gearing. And hopefully de-gearing into uh, an interest rate 
um, cycle that is starting to show interest rates declining into the second half. Certainly the market thinks the Fed is going to start cutting from June and and hopefully uh, the Saab will will follow suit. Looking operationally at the review of divisions, um, uh, PG Bison, uh, we saw a 9% increase in top line, uh, 18% growth in operating profit. Uh, how does the completion of the MDF expansion project now align with your strategic objectives inside PG Bison? Yeah, so PG had a very good first half, um, and the second half also looks um, quite solid. Um, so we've had a number of expansions in that business um, over the last number of years. And each time we've expanded capacity, we've managed to win market share and and open new markets to be able to sell all the product. So that is the strategy with the new expansion coming online, um, is to displace imported product, win new market share uh, in both domestic and export markets, and then open up new export markets, really to get that plant to full capacity, which will add about 30% to PG Bison's overall capacity. Um, it, it may take a couple of years to get there, but, but once there, I think it will significantly enhance the profitability of that business. Yeah, PG Bison, definitely a standout. Uh, considering Safri Pol's disappointing performance, what measures are being taken to address the challenges posed by weaker global polymer margins, especially in PET, or do you just see this as cyclical and, and one that needs to be ridden out? Uh, a bit of both. You know, we've done a lot of work over an extended period of time to move our product range more towards durable goods, um, so pipe work, water tanks, etc., um, which are a, little, are a little bit less cyclical. So we've actively tried to move our product range in that direction. Better margins, a little bit less cyclical. However, that's insufficient to, to negate the impact of a global cycle um, at the extent of which we're currently experiencing. So we'll continue to do those things, but ultimately it's a case of riding out the cycle. I think what's um, important to note with Safrapol, though, is it's, it's not a capital intensive business in terms of replacement and expansion capital so whatever we generate out of that business generally comes out in cash so it remains profitable and remains very cash generative and uh, i know there's a lot of talk uh, in gas circles at the moment uh, the decision by sassel uh, to discontinue serving the local market come 2026 will this have any impacts uh, on on safri pole at all yeah, so I think it's, I mean, it, it, the impact of that decision is wide-ranging for the entire South African economy, um, of which we op- obviously operate large manufacturing uh, businesses in different parts of the country. So sh- certainly um, a change in the gas infrastructure will impact us, um, and we, we're obviously looking at mitigating controls and alternative supply. Can you share any more detail on what the alternative supply might uh, look like? Not at this stage, uh, Michael. It's, it's quite early in the process. So we were advised uh, fairly recently by Sassel just in terms of their forward-looking plans. Um, and obviously running big plants of the scale and complexity that we do, um, we need to really do, do a proper risk analysis um, and, and understand what the alternatives are. 
Right. Now, there's been a lot of media speculation about the potential sale of Unitrans, and you, you did provide some clarity on your position and whether any formal announcements are imminent. Can you just share what's going on with Unitrans, which is currently undergoing an elaborate uh, restructuring? Sure. Um, so I think two things. Um, the one is Unitrans is not performing where it should be, um, and it hasn't performed for some time. So we've made um, some some management changes there with the appointment of a new CEO. And it's really to drive a repositioning of that business and, and a complete overhaul um, of their cost structure. So a lot of work being done internally to improve the, the returns that that business gives us. Obviously, being in a listed space and, and our results being published, we, we receive interest in different businesses that we own. Uh, of which we received interest in Unitrans. Um, and I think uh, it's responsible to explore that interest um, and see whether it could add value to to our stakeholders, um, which we're in the process of doing. But it's at a position where there's nothing of substance that requires any form of, of market notification. Right. At this stage, uh, it uh, well, I mean, given the Unitrans underperformance, uh, it's only prudent that one does explore um, all such options. Uh, overall, what's your your outlook uh, for the second half, Gary? Yeah, so I think the macro is going to remain challenging, um, especially leading up to elections. But we're focusing on the right things in terms of cost reductions, restructuring, uh, asset efficiency, um, looking after our balance sheet, generation of cash. So, so all of those things remain unchanged for the second half. And primarily, um, completion of our two major initiatives, Unitrans Restructure and our major projects. And that will really set us up well going into F25, where we expect to see an improved performance. Well, the market's certainly uh, liking what you are doing on a a down day up uh, 2.3% so far. Capsi, Gary Chaplin reporting back uh, on a tough interim period here on Classic Business. Classic Business with Michael Avery on FMR.